Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am your good time nasty boy, Mike Cushing. <laughs> and I am the Bowser to his Wario, Michael Howard. Have we done that one before? I have no clue, but... Um, it, hold on, Michael. Yeah. Given your extensive knowledge of the Mario cinematic universe, mm-hmm. what is the relationship between Bowser and Wario? Well, I'm going on the uh, Mario Kart canon for this one. So I think they are friends, but also competitors. Okay. Um, They respect each other because they're both big boys. They're big mean boys. Sure. Um, And they understand that like Mario sucks ass and they need to destroy Mario. He does suck shit through Um, a straw for sure. So they have been sometimes allies in Mario Power Tennis for sure. They did team up to beat Mario and Luigi, as we all know. Um... Also, I uh, I remembered a story just as we were about to start. Uh, actually, just a picture of a turtle that somehow made it through the windshield of a uh, of a car on the highway in Georgia. I think it was maybe Florida. Yeah. I don't remember, but uh, I remember that I like literally everyone else who has ever played Mario Kart made a joke about a green shell. Um, mm-hmm. So the rare the rare green shell thrown backwards to great effect yeah that almost never never also that picture me was like whoa that's cool and then i felt really bad for the turtle (laughs) yeah who might have lived i mean his shell was intact which is impressive and he had turtled up one way or another turtles were inside that shell so he could have popped out at any second i don't know i don't know how resilient the shell is I assume it's kind of like a soup can, though. If you shake up what's inside, you can still kind of fuck up whatever's inside. Like, I honestly didn't think that a turtle shell was hard enough to go through my windshield. And now I'm a little bit afraid. Like, I've always been worried about, like, maybe running over a turtle, especially in Florida, because they're just on the road a lot of times. A lot of times they're snapping turtles, so you don't want to, like, get too fucking close to them. Um, (laughs) But now that I know they can can become airborne and then go through my windshield... You never see those in the Safe Light commercial. <laughs> safe Light Auto, Safe Light Repair. Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace, <clears throat> Turtle Damage. Um, Have you ever had something uh, hit your windshield and, and crack it? Um, Never cracks, but um, I always, always think that whenever I'm like behind a concrete truck or a dump truck, and you know you get that like rain of dirt mm-hmm, and shit mm-hmm. on your... Uh, on your windshield i just assume that eventually one of those is going to barf out a rock and it's going to go right <laughs> through my brain final destination style um well to not to freak you out but <laughs> please go on when i was driving to i was driving to college for the first time so we're driving mm-hmm. down we're driving up i-75 from tampa up to gainesville um my parents were in their car with a bunch of my shit i was in my tiny little ford zx2 escort Uh, My brother was in the passenger seat. We're driving on I-75, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I catch something very large bounce off the road and then come straight towards me. Like, I could see it coming straight at me, and it hit the windshield, like, right in front of my brother and then just careened off, and it created this crack in my windshield that was... I was worried about driving the rest of the way with it, honestly. (laughs) Um, yeah. luckily Florida is one of those states where the insurance covers, uh, 
windshield replacement for free, which it's, was great. I think Florida is one of those states that just like everything else costs so much money <laughs> to like cover. They're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys got a freebie, whatever. Oh, oh, your window, that's it? And it wasn't bullet holes this time? Great. We're fine. Cover it. By the size and shape of this thing, it I, it must have been a uh, like a tow hitch that came off of someone's oh, car. Okay. And you know, when you're going... I was going to say 75, but like I said, I was driving up to college for the first time, which means I was 18. So I was probably going a good cool 90. Oh, it's cool. You had a car that could break 75 <laughs> miles per hour. That's pretty neat. <laughs> Deb Deb couldn't break 75? Not going downhill with a strong breeze at her back. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Yeah. So, um, but it didn't, it didn't break the windshield, just cracked. So you, you'll be happy to know that something the size of a trailer hitch ball, which is quite large, traveling at a good... 80 to 90 and miles an metal. hour and made of steel it didn't maybe? go straight through the windshield which makes it even more impressive that this turtle did well the turtle shell has that nice leading edge that could have just That's been true razor sharp yeah actually michael that does remind me though one time i was driving um so my sister got this like you might have seen it like this really shitty yellow ford escape I remember I was oh, driving that yes. from yeah i was driving that yeah. from my parents back to gainesville one time and i was on the highway on the turnpike and I don't know how this happened. I, the physics of it still astound me, and I do not know how it happened. Um, you know how just, like, tires sometimes shred, then, like, the tread comes off? Yep. So, it's driving forward at a significant pace. The tread of the tire, the front left tire, so the driver's side, which I think normally, I don't know how I didn't die and lose control. So, the tread of the tire came, it shredded the entire, just like a fruit, like, fruit by the foot, or a fruit roll-up, just kind of came shredding up over the front of the car. Slapped onto the hood, smacked the window, and then rolled up behind my car. This was your and tire. My front, my front left tire disappeared. It it went away. The tire went bye bye. Jesus. Up and over the hood of the car. I don't know how it made it forward. That's impressive. And over. Yeah. And also don't know how I kept going in a straight line without one tire, like one really important front tire. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where like. Look, you, you you lose one kidney, the other one can make up for it. You lose a lung, sure. the other one can probably, you know, make up for it. You lose a ball. We know Don't that works. That um, yeah, you, you need all four of the tires, though. If you start with four, you need to keep four. I mean, you can get by with three, Oof. maybe. But not for very typically, long. Scientifically and not on speaking, fire. Is, Michael, you know this. Mm-hmm. Physics, not my strong suit. <laughs> as far as I know, the front ones... Are important <laughs> for forward mobility, especially on that escape, which I think is a front wheel drive. You're definitely going to need that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Back ones, you can just drag those with you. Whatever, fuck those things. This was also the car. I don't know if you remember. I think you probably drove in it, but the brakes just hit like inside the car, just hissed air. <laughs> like it just sounded like just, and it only stopped when you tapped the brakes. I don't know what that is, and no one really explained it to me. But I know it wasn't. Good. So which which car was shittier? Your like 1988 Ford Explorer, Deb. 94 Explorer, 94 Deb. Explorer, or or the newer yellow Ford Escape that tried to disintegrate on you on the road? The yellow Ford Escape. I think one time it got infested with with bees. Just the the full <laughs> and it it's not its fault. It was yellow, but I'm pretty sure there were bees in it, which might have just been something akin to the Ford Escape. Because I think my sister's my older sister's Ford Escape also had bees just in the gas tank sure i mean if there's one place that bees want to be it's in a ford escape gas tank is what i, I heard. mean 
Listen, it's it's a second home. I was obsessed with yellow cars in high school. Uh, I had a I had a black ZX2, which I don't know if you've ever seen the ZX2, but it's a two door coupe version of an Escort. I've seen it, but I've seen it, Bumblebee. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, and so I, I painted I painted the personally painted the front windshield wipers yellow and the ZX2 you get like on a the can back. Of bear with that, or what? Yeah. You had to do that. <laughs> so I think I used spray paint. Um, <clears throat> that looked good. Real cool. Yeah, it was really dope. And I almost, before I got that car, I almost bought a yellow uh, Nissan Xterra. It was at the hmm. used car lot right down the street from my house. I almost bought it, but they, on it, oddly enough, they would not give a 16 and a half year old financing. So they're that lost. Weird. Okay, it's like they've never seen Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Obviously. Um, I will I will say the only reason that I enjoyed driving the yellow car was that... Have you ever played the game Yellow Car when you're driving on the highway? <laughs> no. If you see a yellow car, you yell yellow car and hit someone in the car next oh, to you. Man. It's a pretty classic kids road trip I game. I thought that was... I, I always I played Punch Buggy. That was a good one. Yeah, same, okay. make Michael, same thing. You just yeah, wanted to be able pun- to punch more people. I mean, what's more common? A yellow car, which nobody likes, or... <laughs> A punch bug or like a buggy. I mean, before likes. like 1999 or whenever the new ones came out, it was pretty rare, I think. That's fair. Yeah, I guess so. But I also I liked having the yellow car because in my head, I was at least giving someone else the joy of saying yellow car and punching their little brother, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, that's fun. Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I yeah, I accomplished tasks during the work day to day they said it couldn't be done they said it couldn't be done and by they i mean me and he was right for most of like let's be honest for most of this previous michael was right yeah but um i did it today i did it that's good michael i'm proud of you you. thank you i was sitting on the line they said it couldn't be done to talk about us doing two episodes (laughs) in in two weeks but actually in less than a week oh Fuck that. We're you know? back, baby. We're back, baby. I'm I'm refreshed. I'm recharged. I am ready to face the tilt audience. I'm ready to bring the stories that don't matter to anyone with comments that aren't needed and jokes that aren't that funny. I am ready to do this show. Well, what do you got? Lay it on me. Or you want me to start? I, you know what, Michael, should we actually do stories? I'm actually having a great time just shooting the shit. <laughs> I mean, we can just shoot the shit. We can bring up a story and then continue to shoot the shit and not actually get into anything about the story like we did last week. Yeah, I've got some good ones, though. Ooh. So, All right. Just go for it. Where do, we, okay. where do you want to start? I'm going to ease this back into it. I'm going to, before I get into PETA and some other fun <laughs> stuff, I've got some... A, a tilt classic genre. Penises? No. Well, maybe. Uh, nature body horror. Ooh. Michael, you, you watch a lot of documentaries. You you love science. I'm a big science documentary fan, yes. Did you know that pelicans are fucking nasty-ass motherfucking birds? Pelicans are one of those things that you look at and you're like, yeah, evolution must exist because no one would create this thing. No one would create a flying animal with a toilet, like, tube. Uh, a toilet neck. throat. Yeah. But, oops, God did it. Um, Michael, 
I want to tell, I think I've, so I've remembered through this and I, I've always known this, but I don't think I've ever said it on the show. One of the reasons that I know I dislike frogs <laughs> is that I remember reading somewhere, very similar to rats, how they can like squeeze through like any size hole. Frogs, I think someone told me that they were able to squeeze underneath doorways, which especially terrified me as a kid, mm -hmm. by, um, let's say, vomiting their guts out of their tummy, out through their mouth, and then just they would collect it on the other side of whatever they were trying to squeeze through, and then just gobble it back up and go to town. Just be, be frogs again after shooting their tummy sack out of their body. Yeah. I mean, is that not how you get through doorways? Only some, only the the squeezy ones, <laughs> the smallest but, um, of doorways. Only the the tiny doorways. When I simply must get, I I snap my my thumbs out first so mm. I can escape Houdini style. Uh, yeah, obviously. and then I just shoot my guts out of my tummy and throw them over a wall, and then I just slide through. The, just slide the, right the through the slide right yeah. through the cracks. That's that's how I do, and that's how frogs do. By the way, you know what? One of the one of my favorite parts about going to like Disney World or any of those places that are supposed to be like uh um they're like recreations of the characters homes but they're like small characters and it's supposed to be for children so they make it small and like the doorways are all small and like everything's just yeah. small and as a tall person for some reason i find that very very cute like when i go it's to adorable. disney world and i see like the little thing with like little doors i'm like that's adorable michael the idea of like the hobbit village in new zealand fills me with such glee yes and like joy like it makes me so happy even though i know it's just classic movie magic i don't like, care i want to walk around in a little hobbit hole just <laughs> squatting down just <laughs> scooting around there yeah i'm with you buddy it's the most adorable thing in the yeah. world um well i don't i'm trying to figure out how the best way to do this rather than you know what michael i'm just gonna shoot you the image do you know how pelicans cool themselves off i don't and I, I'm guessing I'm going to be horrified. Would you guess it's by shooting their fucking spines out of their throat? What in the good sweet hell is that? It's a pelican shooting its spine out of its throat. If a pelican overheats, it can pull its spine through its mouth to cool down. I have so many questions. First of all being, how does pulling your spine out through your mouth cool you down? I mean, Michael, if you expose your... You know, your spine juice to the cool ocean breeze, that's just evaporation, baby. <laughs> this cool ocean breeze is just cool you right down. That's classic science. When I go to the beach, I'm just, I can't wait for a nice breeze. And it's weird that they say shoot their spine out of their mouth, which is exactly what it looks like. It is what's happening. Yep. But what it's really saying is that they open their mouth so wide and throw their head back so far, their spine shoots out of their throat Yeah, in, in the spine sack. Yeah, it would be it's really just if you were to just, you know, collapse your throat and just pull your head back three feet. And then your spine just C-shaped or U-shaped and then popped out of your, your mouth. Out of your dumb, stupid shrimp gullet. Jesus. Why wouldn't you not just simply dive into the cool, sweet ocean? The life-giving ocean. Yeah. Dumb you live bird. in it. You dive in it all the time to get fish. Just pick just up some fishies in your fucking mouth. I also don't know what this third picture is. It is not a pelican. <laughs> it looks like the goddamn fucking devil, and I do not like it, but it's, I'll say this, its spine is out of its mouth. Its spine is out of its mouth. It looks like a cross between, like, a raven. It looks like it has four dildos strapped together in its mouth. <laughs> but it does look like a cross between a raven and, I don't know, a T-Rex. 
That kind of reminds me of the conversation that, or the uh, the the text that I sent the group about um, the people who reviewed the kiddie pool on Amazon, and they were like, "Bear with us, this is kind of weird." But this was the perfect size and shape to hold an entire pool of dildos for Burning Man. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> Sometimes you got to bring a pool of dildos to Burning Man. And oddly enough, it made me want to go to Burning Man more. I need to know more about this dildo pool. Okay. Sorry. I do also want to know more about the dildo pool. Like, what the situation is. I assume it's a barter thing. Just like when you need one, bring it back. I don't know how you wash them. That seems unsanitary. Um, Comment on this from Rump Flexor on Twitter. I've seen them do this. It's not actually a quote, pulling its spine through its mouth. It's just it's just yawning, and because the lower part of its mouth is so floppy, it tents out on their noodly neck. It's actually quite cute to see in person. Nope. Couple things. Mm-mm. Uh, just yawning and your spine pops out of your throat? That's not good. Like, that's bad. That's, hey, science, or nature, evolution, whichever one, you fucked up. Also, there's no way it's cute. I see it in a picture, in person, and it's a bad day to see things with my eyeballs. What what have you seen? Have you seen the animated GIF of it happening? Nope. Did not choose to see that. Oh, you're going to. Yikes. Oh, you're going to see it. Well, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. No, he really just does poop out his own neck and then stand up to swallow it again. That's and like what an efficient system to shoot your own spine out of your throat. Holy God. Yeah, fucking birds are weird, man. The, okay, what looks like their spine coming out is just their gular pouch covering their neck. Ah. My bad. You know what? If I wanted a gular patch in nature, I would have fucking asked for one. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally cannot stop watching this gift, though. I'm not going to lie. There's a distinct point in that there's an end point to what appears to be the spine and then the head just kind of comes back yep. up and connects again. Do they just disconnect from the spine for a minute? I don't like this at all. Michael, I'm getting to the point where I'm sad I shared it. I don't like pelicans. Honestly, I wish we I wish they were all dead. I don't um I never really had anything against pelicans because like they're they're kind they're of just big dumb idiots. Yeah, they, nothing... they look like big dumb idiots. But like now, I hate them. As far as seabirds go, like I don't have to worry about them stealing my French fries or my full dang sandwich. You know that's nice. They're just big idiots. They don't they don't bother me. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, if I if I was down at the pier, like you know, I go to all the time, <laughs> and I just saw a big dumb pelican just sitting there, I'd be like, oh cool, cool bird, and then he just yawned his entire spine out of his mouth. I mean, one, I would barf on it, and then I'd punch it really hard, and no one could stop me. And I think everyone would probably join in. Yeah, I don't think, um... I just don't think it's something they should be doing in public. Can I say that? (laughs) Public decency counts for a lot, I guess. Right? You'd think, at this point, even, you know, birds apparently descended from dinosaurs evolutionarily. You'd think they'd been around on the fucking planet for, I don't know... Michael, I'm going to throw out a number. You can't yell at me. It's 100 million years. <laughs> you think at this point, they would have they would have evolved some decorum. Yeah, like maybe some you have decency. something that hangs down in front of your spine as you're spitting it out of your mouth and then re-swallowing it. Yeah, I'm sorry. We live in a society, you dumb bird. 
Good God, bird. Put that you thing can develop, away. I don't know, like, like a geisha screen that you can <laughs> dance behind. I could just see the silhouette of your, your nastiness and be like, oh, maybe that's cool. Then I see it in person. I'm like, no, that's bad. <laughs> Speaking of dinosaurs and sea creatures, I came across this uh, thread on another article that I don't remember what it was. It was a Twitter thread where somebody cool. <laughs> somebody po- somebody like tagged their friend and said, hey, do you still hate whales? And they were like, yeah. And then somebody was like, wait, why do you hate whales? And they just went through this entire thing about how they hate whales because every other large animal that existed eventually died out. And he like had all these pictures of like, oh, there used to be this these giant birds that existed and these giant like woolly mammoths and all this other stuff. Like anything that was huge. And God saw fit to kill them. Exactly. And he's like, but not the fucking blue whale. It's the largest mammal that has ever existed and it still exists right now. It is fucking terrifying. It is it is awful. And I hate whales. And I was like I mean, I can't really dispute that blue whales shouldn't exist. I mean, humanity tried really hard to kill all whales and got pretty close and still are trying pretty bad. Um, I will say as as far as fear of animals go, you being too big to exist makes a lot more sense than sometimes you throw your guts out of your (laughs) mouth and then walk forward and eat them again. So, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's fine. Something that big that only eats, like, tiny stuff. It just opens its mouth and just swallows up whatever happens to be in its way. Listen, I've seen Pinocchio. I get it. I know what whales do. Michael, you might enjoy this. I know you've you've seen the Magician's TV show. I don't know if this comes up, uh, but in the books, and maybe an explanation, but also maybe make you more fearful of big, big dumb whales. Um, in the book series, The Magicians, uh, whales are hidden earth sorcerers who have just been around for years and just do big whale magic and they've survived because they're just down deep doing good whale magic i can't remember where that came up in the show or not but it sounds vaguely familiar okay i wish i i wish you were high when i said that to you (laughs) i we do have a friend who i will not name um who has told us before that a theory <laughs> when she was high, her theory was that sea creatures were actually ancient. It were like aliens, but mm-hmm. that, that was just where they lived. They're like other. They're like our. They're like other aliens. They're like aliens that live in the ocean as opposed to aliens that live in space. So they're like somebody else's. The equivalent of some our aliens that would live in space. That's like their equivalent, but they live in the sea. Well, Michael, you know they say we know more about space than we do the ocean. So, I mean, I get it. It's that's the real final frontier. Space can go suck a chode. Rachel, Rachel informs me that it is a Russian nesting doll of aliens. Was the friend you referenced not forty-five seconds previously, Rachel, which you referenced fifteen seconds ago? Huh? Were you talking about Rachel this whole time? No, no. She just rem- she remembers also hearing the story <laughs> from our <high> friend. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But you know what? If you if you think about it, it makes sense. If you go to the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean, there is some shit that just doesn't make sense down there. Yeah, Michael. Again, I've seen and read the Meg. <laughs> there are big ass sharks down there. <laughs> I know what's up. Would you rather go to the bottom of the ocean or to space? Space, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Never want to go down where I don't know things can just crush me in a second. No, thanks. I don't. I'd rather just yeah. 
I'm I'm afraid of a lot of things in the ocean. I'm not gonna lie. Any like stingrays. I'm terrified of stingrays. Yeah. Um. I think it's because growing up in in the west side of Florida in in Tampa Bay, like all they tell you when you're younger is to do the stingray shuffle because a stingray will stab you in the foot. Um. And so I'm just I'm just terrified of it. Uh. Sharks. That's clear weather. <laughs> What was that? West Clearwater, born and raised, doing the Stingray Shuffle most of my days. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had. I was trying to think of more, but it's not much going on up there right now. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, Michael, you had a nature story for me. I do have a story about nature. Cruel, cruel mistress that is nature. Mm-hmm. Brothers allowed Black Widow to sting them. I'm assuming bite them because I don't think Black Widows sting. But yeah, that's what Spideys do, yeah. right? Uh, brothers allowed Black Widow to sting them, believing they'd turn into Spider-Man. So these poor young Bolivian boys, uh, age 12, 10, and 8, uh, they found this Black Widow spider, which I'm sure you're aware Black Widow spiders are one of the most dangerous spiders. That yes, I am indeed. aware of. I think it's Black Widows and, and Brown Recluses and then mm-hmm. a, another tier. Uh, probably something in... I'm assuming there's a ton of things in, in Australia that are like, oh, Brown Recluse, we call that the common spider because fuck off. But isn't there a camel spider that can swim? <laughs> like it'll follow you into water? Yeah, and it's like five feet long or some shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, no I, fucking I, Yeah, I, Anyway, so they approached the spider, poked it with a stick, Obviously, because that's what young boys do. Um, and then they let it bite them. And I blame, hmm. I mean, I blame comic books, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you were told all the time, roll around in radioactive goo, get bit by spiders, uh, fall. Go to space, get blasted with solar yeah, flares. Uh, yeah. You know, like Standard try shit. to do a weird experiment and then have it blow you up and then you become Dr. Manhattan and you rule everything and you see through space and time. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's do this. But you know what? What they don't tell you is that like 999 of a thousand times you do that stuff, you just die. I mean, but the one time you don't, Michael, that's what makes you a hero. Exactly. That's the thing. And also, uh, our good buddy Curtis, he'll probably yell at me for this, but it is fun that one of the most iconic, and I'll say my favorite superhero, Spider-Man, he gets created by the most mundane of like superhero origins. You're just like, I don't know, fucking thing bit me. (laughs) (laughs) This big spider bit me, and then I I got like, yeah, yes, sure, the spider had been irradiated with you know whatever or engineered but like a spider bites you and you just get cool powers that's dope yeah i mean because you don't because i remember in the movie at the very least he at least started to feel a little ill and not that great I mean, a spider did bite him, right yeah, you know it's and it's changing his whole de- genetic right code. but like you gotta feel bad about it for a second yeah but like the worst thing that happened was he got a little bit of pain from like you know his muscles enlarging no pain, no gain. Best, best guy, no pain, no gain. You know, a lot of people spend years in the gym for exactly. that kind of results, and he did it overnight. Exactly. And also, his eyes got better. Yeah. That's fun. I will say, when I first saw this, I did not realize it was three brothers, and I, I very much felt, and I, I was weirdly just talking about my sister about this. Um, Michael, you're an, as an older brother, you are probably familiar with the, oops, I hit my younger sibling, and they're crying. <laughs> yeah. And then- you 
don't want them to tell your parents mm-hmm. because you will get in trouble. Yep. So you say, I've got a deal for you. You hit me as hard as you want, <laughs> as many times as you want, and then we're even. And then they do it because they're younger and dumber than you are. And they don't understand that telling mom will lead to longer term results of me being grounded than the immediate satisfaction of you hitting me pretty hard for, you know, someone who's three years younger than me. Yeah, but kids not doing kids damage. regularly fail that that marshmallow test. So all you gotta right. do is put something immediate in front of them and they forget immediately. They're they're like dogs. Right. So what I thought when this when I thought this was when I read the headline and it was two brothers, I was like, the older brother in this equation, at no point did he intend to ever get bitten by a spider. He also did not intend for his younger brother to get bitten by the spider. But as soon as that younger brother was bitten by a black widow spider, I assume at the older brothers being like, do it, nerd. He immediately had to had to 100 percent yeah. let himself also get bitten by a spider and concoct some sort of Spider-Man origin story. Yep. Can you imagine because if he had not done that? He's grounded forever. I mean, he still is, but at least maybe now he does also get spider powers if he's lucky. Yeah, I mean, the story doesn't tell us whether it worked. It just says well, they got no ill and then they got they administered a serum against the bites and then they were discharged a week later or like five days later. I love that the last line of the story is the Black Widow is not usually aggressive, the report said. Until three brothers poke it with a stick and make it make it bite one of them <laughs> or all three of them. I do. I do think, you know, it does make sense that probably the youngest boy got bit first. Yeah, 100%. Ooh. The, mm, the middle boy, though, maybe they're very the middle boys are daredevils. I have to Michael, there is no way in sibling dynamics that it's not the younger brother first. And then the other two are like, <laughs> fuck, well, shit. Now we have to. If it was spider, if it was any other brother other than the youngest brother bit bit first, there is no way in hell the other two get bit. at That's all. true. Like, that's a good point. If it's the older brother, he's like, I got this guy's run. Call mom. Uh, and then it just whatever. Yep. And also the fact that it had time and and the ability to bite all three means that they had it contained, which means that the younger brother was dared to do it first. And he did it because he's a dum-dum. And then the other two were like, well, fuck. <laughs> Have you ever been bitten by a spider? Uh, I think in my sleep. I just woke up with a big nasty ass. And listen, I don't want to get into any more of your fucking body horror spider stories this week, okay? You fucking maniac. No, thank you. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, I am... We had, when we lived in South Carolina, Rachel was moving, uh, like, we had, when we had unpacked, we had put a bunch, we had broken down a bunch of the cardboard boxes and put them on the side of the uh, the garage. And so she was moving stuff around and she moved one of the boxes and then just, like, out of nowhere, there was just a, either a brown recluse or a black widow. I don't remember. We had both. One one was when a repair person came, almost got bit by a black, by one of them. And then Rachel almost got bit by the other one. But it was just like, these things just show up places i i saw one at my apartment i was walking sora and there like she went to nose at like the we have like brick like paver planters uh like on the walkways and she just went to nose at one and there was just about six inches in front of her face a black widow just hanging out under like the uh casing of the 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 brick and just like pulled her away and she was not happy about it but i saved her life and that's and, and i it, had i had any like wherewithal in my head i would have just kicked the damn thing but i just like ran away as, as quickly as I could. So somebody else could get bit by it. Yeah. Leave that to someone you know else. What? I hope they did. 
a lot of my neighbors play a lot of loud music at right now at 2 p.m. while I'm working, and that's <laughs> that's uncomfortable for everybody. I think it's so, okay. I will say too the fact that from what I'm from what I've read, like the initial bite from a black widow does not hurt that bad. So I almost guarantee. So actually, maybe this is a, a curveball. If it if it was the older brother or middle brother, and he was like, it didn't even hurt, and then the younger brother was like, fuck it, I'll do it, and then the older brother had to cover his ass. Like maybe that's it. Um, I will say, this all reminds me of a story my dad used to tell when he was a kid. And uh, one summer he was riding his bike at his like elementary school, and you know how like at your school just like simple way to like block off traffic was just like raise a chain Mm -hmm. like across like you know the driveway or whatever so the chain was down i guess and then my so my dad was riding his bike with uh his brother and for some reason they had a wagon with him which is important um like a little red flyer wagon pulling a wagon behind the bike yeah okay so my dad was so i think my dad was like six and my uncle was four uh so my dad's riding his bike through the driveway and i think it was going like really fast and my uncle was just standing along the driveway and just as soon as my dad gets close just yanks the chain up as hard as he can blasts my dad into oblivion he goes flying like 30 feet it gets all bloodied up and then my my uncle like can't believe what he did because he's four and sees my dad hurt very badly and he just starts crying so bad he can't do anything so my dad who's like all scratched up can't move puts my uncle into the red flyer wagon and walks home with the wagon with my uncle bawling his eyes out and then as soon as he gets home and sees like my grandma at this point my dad starts crying like a baby just like yeah, just one of those classic brother stories I love. Yeah, can you, I mean these these kids, age 12, 10 and 8. This is this is not the first nor the 100th time that they have done something to physically endanger themselves. Absolutely not. There's no way. You can, probably not even with wild. Yeah, I can't even imagine having three boys between the ages of 8 and 12. Like that sounds like my personal hell. Yeah. I mean you don't have, I mean, especially when there's three of them, there, you don't have enough eyes. No. You're, you can't keep track of it. There's at least one of out of yeah. your vision. I'm not eyes. a fucking lizard. I can't move my eyes independently. <laughs> and even if I was, they would find some animal outside to kill me with. <laughs> so no thanks. Chances they become Spider-Man. I mean, that's the thing, though. If if Because if you have a one, let's say there's a one in a billion chance of becoming Spider-Man if you get bit by a, um, a Black Widow, three in a billion is three times as good. I don't think that's how statistics work, but or probabilities work. But again, I am a moron who is a PR major, so I mean, you pro- you're probably one in a billion one. plus one in a billion plus one in a billion. Is that how it works? I think so. I I took one statistics class, and I feel like it's still one in a billion, and then it's just like you have to multiply. Like what? Are no, the that would be if all three of them were going to become Spider Man. Then you would multiply. Oh. But if it's an or situation, then you're just adding the probabilities together. Oh, yeah, sure. That makes none sense to me, but also doesn't make not sense to me. So I'm just saying, if you Michael, flip I will a coin say, twice, the most common outcome, or I won't say the most common outcome, but the chances of you getting heads and then getting heads again is one half plus one half, right? So it's just one. You're just going to get heads twice or heads and tails. Michael, I am no science mathematician, <laughs> but I am aware of the gambler's fallacy because I have played roulette in Vegas. And you, my friend, are onto something. If it comes up red seven times in a row, it's coming up it's red coming again. It's coming up red again buddy. forever. 
Uh, um, Michael, I will. I need to ask you right now if you were one of these brothers, mm-hmm. and w- two of you had just I don't know your arms rotted off because of Black Widow poison, and your third brother became a Spider Man. How mad would you actually be? Yeah, I mean, if there's two ways I would be really, really mad is if. I decided not to get bit by the spider, and then one of my brothers who did became Spider-Man. Fuck, that would piss me off so much, because that would be my fault. And then if all three of us got bit, and I didn't become Spider-Man, but one of my other brothers did, that would also piss me off. But that's not my fault. That's that's the universe's fault. That's the universe's fault? The the bad thing about both of those is that they both lead you to becoming a supervillain against your own brother. That is true. Which is so tough. And, like, the bad one is that you're probably like knowing you, Michael. Mm-hmm. If if it was you and like I don't know, let's say your youngest, your youngest little baby brother, became, and you were the older brother, he became a Spider Man, mm-hmm. and you just had a nasty ass pus leaking arm. <laughs> you would find a thousand Black Widow spiders to mi- to maximize your odds, and just jump into a pool of them bad boys. And then if you didn't die, which because it's comic books, you wouldn't. You would just become some sort of nasty Venom man, which no, but like not cool Venom, no, like Spider-Man's just like Venom. Venom, just like nasty, just big rolling ball of pus Venom. No one wants that. So, but if you did, if it was the other way around, and he, <laughs> and you did get bit the first time, you would just be some sort like like kind of glasses of villain to like to Unbreakable. You would just be like this kind of weak, just like. I don't. I don't even know how it would be. You just. You would not change at all, other than your nasty ass, like nasty arm. But you just like you'd be pissed off at your brother a lot. You know they show these um, super villains becoming super villains by uh, usually using technology, right? That's usually how a super villain tries to combat a somebody who has like a supernatural ability. And we're supposed to look at them and be like, well, they're the super villain because these people obviously can't change who they are, but like. I mean, that person went from a kid who was who was hurt by something to a to a supervillain by just technology. I mean, that's pretty impressive. All the other person mm-hmm. did was get bit by a spider, roll around in some radioactive waste. Like, like a, any dog could I do mean, that. I mean, who's the more impressive person here? I mean, in the Spider-Man universe, Doctor Octopus is pretty impressive. Right? Sure, is he an insane megalomaniac? Yeah. Everyone's got faults and problems. <laughs> I don't even. Dude's got four robot arms, though. I don't so. know if I would want to be Spider-Man, to be honest. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah, like it seems like a lot of work. You don't get any recognition, and he's still like a teenage boy. Which here's the thing: they always show Spider-Man having trouble with his with his spider powers, and one of the problems they always show is him having trouble dealing with the fact that his feet and hands stick to everything. Right. How do you jerk off my phone with you 100%? How are you trying to tell me that no in no universe <laughs> has anyone decided to jerk off before they realized they were Spider-Man and gotten their dick stuck to their hand <laughs> or had to pee? And Michael, here's the thing too. So in the in the first Spider-Man movie, they show that he has like the little spider like claws that come yes. out of his singy so he can climb up. First time not realizing that you're Spider-Man, you don't have little little thingy claws. And also, oops, I'm super strong. I'm super strong. Oh, my dick is stuck, stuck to my hand. Oops, I ripped my own <laughs> dick off. 
that is the true Spider-Man legacy. Oh, that's all I want to see. Uh, I just want to see one. It's just a short, just a three minute short of the real somebody actually becoming Spider-Man. Oops, I ripped my dick off. For the Spider-Verse, like the next animated film, they're like, yeah, Spider-Man from all the across the whole multiverse. (laughs) There's at least I mean, it's the multiverse infinite universes. There are infinite Spider-Man who accidentally ripped their own dick. Oh, for sure. And that's just science, baby. And probably that's all it is. Probably some that have ripped other people's dicks off, mm-hmm. for sure. If we're talking multi multiverse here, just and again, maybe just by accident, yeah, or on purpose because they know, like, well, this is my classic finisher. <laughs> it's like the throat rip for MacGruber. Yeah, there are some Spider Man out there who just like, yeah, hey, guess what? I don't kill, but. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing said my personal moral code does not negate me from ruining your day. This is coming with me for my trophy collection. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. And you know what? That's a hero I can look up yeah. to. A little vindictive, but hey, he doesn't kill people. And honestly, that's basically Batman. That dude takes so many dicks and nuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking of dicks and nuts, Michael, I want to talk to you about PETA. <laughs> that was good. That yeah, was a good one. So. I like that one. Uh, you know what? It, when an when opportunity presents itself. Michael, um, I know we had talked a little bit. You know, I actually, for our first episode back, if we had done it in the proper timeline of the universe on March 27th, I was going to talk to you about the hit Nintendo Switch game Animal Crossing. I have played it briefly. Okay, you have played it. I know I recommend it to you. I thought it might be good for your, um, you know, just stress and general anxiety. Just kind of like, hey, you're just on an island, uh, you know, collecting fruits and nuts and bugs and stuff. Yeah, but then before I fucking knew it, I owed 80,000 bucks to this fucking dickhole. Yeah, I, I probably should have warned you that it does start with you going into <laughs> massive debt to a talking raccoon. That's the game. Um, the game is you go, a a raccoon gives you no choice but to fly to his private island uh-huh. and build a house there and then before you know it you're in debt to him in his own private currency yeah, I, I assume he's hunting me for sport later but i haven't made it that far yet i haven't made it to the end game but yeah it's probably true um but also his little like the nice thing about it is that his little rat bastard sons who are also raccoons are there and you get to pay like you get to pay off your debt in your mortgage by like selling spiders to them so like that's fine like i'll give you like an app once one of the assholes gave me like a thousand dollars for an apple one time so like that's fine so you know a thousand dollars for an apple yeah how the fuck do you get a thousand dollars for an apple well the economy is fucked up so yeah i do owe this this asshole a lot of money but then i can I can like sell a caterpillar to his dumb sons for a uh, you know five hundred bucks. So like, <laughs> it kind of evens out because I get a I get a five bedroom house for like a thousand caterpillars. I will so say fine. they do they do buy anything. They buy I appreciate whatever that. the fuck. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what? I found a clam on the beach. Can I have eighty dollars? They're like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. Yeah, fuck. you found this on our island, so I'm gonna sell it back to you. So I mean, like, I guess it's fine. It's it's kind of like, um, did you ever do, uh. I think it was called Enterprise Village when I was in fifth grade, where you looking back on it, it was basically just indoctrinating us into capitalism. But basically, you sign up for a for a job at this place called Enterprise Village. And there was things like 
there was like a Burger King there. There was a bank. And it was like all, all of the oh, different yeah. stores were sponsored by different local businesses. And then you worked there for the day and you got paychecks. We got one at lunchtime and then one at the end. And then you could buy real stuff and real food with it. And so that's kind of what it seems like to me is like, we're going to put you in this fake capitalistic society, but we're going to kind of like make up. We're going to fudge the rules to make you think that it's not. But we're also going to indoctrinate you into buying and selling things for money and being in debt. Yeah, no, that's there's a place in Atlanta. Like, actually, there's like a junior achievement village at the like World Congress Center mm-hmm. that does like there's like a mini Publix and Chick-fil-A and like a bank. And it's like, oh, this all sucks, actually. <laughs> Basically teaching anyway. kids you can be a, an accountant at a bank, you can be a you can work at Eckerd's. Uh there was one person Eckert's. who got to be mayor. That's fun. Yeah. Was he elected? Uh no, they were just picked by the teachers. Fuck, fuck I that. was oddly um, enough the bookkeeper for Eckerd. I don't know if that surprises weird. you at all. Weird. Um well so anyway, Michael, PETA, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite good organization that doesn't do anything bad. Um so they are protesting Animal Crossing because part of the game, um, so conceit of the game for people who are, you know, not us, um, you go to an island. It's it's entirely populated by anthropomorphic animals who just have fun personalities. And then on the island, you have to collect fruit and resources and like you get to go fishing and catch bugs and you can sell all the bugs back. But you also have a museum on the island that you have to like donate all these to. Sounds like a great game. I haven't, I I haven't made but, it to the museum part of the island. I'm still on the part where I just go around and talk to people, and they're like, why are you still talking to me? And then I pick up sticks. Yep. That's 80% of okay. the game. Um, but so you have to create this museum. And as you go through time, the museum kind of grows to a certain point to look more impressive after you do certain things. Mm. So anyway, PETA made a video where they somehow protested you like they specifically focused in on the museum curator <laughs> who you donate all of your animals and bugs and dinosaur bones to. <laughs> That's another thing I, I didn't mention. Um, it's a talking owl wearing a, a uh, sweater vest named Blathers. So they specifically targeted this dumb owl named Blathers as being just like an asshole and species trader because he collected his fellow animals. Um, and just basically saying that it was animal cruelty. But to do this, they built their own, like, they got a, far enough in the game to build their own big museum by collecting all the animals and bugs that you would have to do in the first place. And then then made a little protest where, like, nine people joined their island and they were holding signs and wearing shirts that said PETA. So they built their own museum and then protested their own museum on their own island? Yes. Hundred percent, and they did that. They did the island by apparently not collecting them. But so in the game, Michael, the online play for for this game is not sophisticated. So you have to like open your gates to people mm. or do whatever. So what they did was wait until people opened their islands to just anyone who wanted to join, and then they would go to the island and steal animals from people and put them in their own museum. So they could stage this dumb fucking protest against a video game that no one gives a shit about. God damn. Like, I, I want, like, I want, I do want the animals, I do want animals treated better. I want animals that we farm and eat. I want them treated better. 
I think that there's there is room for that. But unfortunately, the fucking loudest people for this are the also some of the, the worst, worst people, people in the world. In the like PETA literally kills shelter animals. Yeah. Like that's their thing. The thing is, also, if you wanted to make a case against Animal Crossing being unethical, there's a literal raccoon landlord <laughs> that holds the most absurd price over your head nonstop until you drain his island of resources every single day and give it to give it to him, and then so he lets you pay off your debt. Like, hey guys, that's what you want to like. Get a guillotine out. Kill Tom Nook, the big dumb That's raccoon. what I'm saying. We should start a communist uprising against Tom Nook. I'd love to. We we should find the people who have the most money in Animal Crossing and then kill them. Yeah. And take their yachts. And by Animal Crossing, well, I, can, mean, Michael, I mean the United States. And I mean by yachts, I mean their yachts. Yeah. First of all, we can't. Peter would not like you killing Tom Nook because he is a mm. But if you take his yacht, though, I'm fine with it. We'll that. just take all this stuff then. I don't need to kill anyone yeah. in the communist uprising except for all the billionaires. All the all the billionaires, no big deal. Yeah, I just it's one of those things like why why? What why no one need no one needed you here. I don't know. I mean we're talking about it. Yeah, but it's one of those things just like I feel like PETA's whole thing is just to make people talk about them. It's like Oh, for all, sure. Their entire advertising is that all PR is good PR, regardless of how fucking dumb it is, how how just gross or terrible it is. They're just like, we're going to do stuff so people talk about us. Well, now I've played their... They, Michael, they played us I like a fucking I know we fiddle. did it. We walked Shit. right the fuck into it. I blame Tom Nook. I play... You know what? Yeah, it, it is, it's the capitalists. They've done it again. They made us do it. <laughs> I did see... Were you the one who sent me the thing that was like raccoons are the original like shelter in place or they're like, <laughs> just like always wear a mask, just eat whatever garbage they happen to have lying around. <laughs> Only come out at night when no one else is around. Shit, they've done it. Wow, they really got me because like earlier today, I just ate some like pepperoni. I had it in like my crisper drawer with some cheese in a wrap that was dubiously old. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think raccoons are the should be our ideal during these shelter in place orders during this quarantine. I mean, I'm with you. Okay, Michael, I know we only got a couple minutes left. I want to talk to you about honestly the funniest thing I've read in a very long time. I saw this and I could not stop laughing. Unfortunately, it's from March 25th, 2018. I don't know why it floated up to the top of Sora News 24, our favorite Japanese news site, but. This is as close as I can get to what's on Weibo uh, right now, and God damn it, it makes me laugh so hard. I'm going to read you a headline. Japan's slowest roller coaster, that's in quotes, derails, passengers don't notice. <laughs> and it's accompanied by an image from a, which is a, <laughs> a screenshot of a YouTube video of a... Screaming caterpillar wearing lipstick with <laughs> gap teeth moving very slowly with some very unenthused park goers sitting in it. How slow, how slow and how tall is this roller coaster? So I can't I, I will say before I get to that, the there is no discernible arc 
to this roller coaster track. They they show an initial loop coming out of the gate, and that bad boy looks flat. Like there there does not appear to be any discernible decline in the track whatsoever. <laughs> I'm looking at the article now. It says it's 16 feet above the ground is the max height. <laughs> <laughs> and it There's reaches like eight miles an hour it's called the family coaster at the arakawa amusement park in arakawa war tokyo um so it suddenly derailed leaving the seven adults and 12 children suspended about 16 feet above the ground quote although billed as the slowest the family coaster can reach brisk jogging speeds at certain points <laughs> watching the video this is the dumbest roller coaster i've ever seen in my life so i have not actually watched the video this okay, is so like it's moving um th- so this, slowly this looks less exciting than the train ride they have at like zoos that like, kids ride on honestly yeah any any single like county fair beats this uh the teacups ride at disney blows <laughs> this out of the water um <laughs> so Asahi Shimbun said, the coaster was moving so slowly I didn't notice that it had stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ra- that's a rousing endorsement for the f- slowest coaster in Japan, though. They, like, they should put that on they should put that on the ads. <laughs> so to get it moving again, the park staff tried to push it and then started hitting it with hammers. <laughs> All while they were not explaining to any passenger on the ride what happened. Imagine like, it was your getting first- to the point. It's Sorry, your first ahead. time on the ride, and all of a sudden you're like, "Is this hammer thing? Is this part of the ride? Is the hammer thing? Is this this what this? Did they just smash the big dumb caterpillar with hammers? <laughs> so what exactly? Like, so like hammer would, hammers or like big like 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 sledgehammer? Like what would make that move? I'm gonna assume a big wood like rubber mallet. <laughs> and so. They didn't explain anything to the people riding it, so the, the customers who were still on the roller coaster started calling the police and rescue crews. Again, no more than 16 feet off the ground. It took an hour to get them off with no injuries, but goddamn, people on the internet were really just doing great. <laughs> Japan's slowest roller coaster finally stopped. That's good, right? <laughs> This is the most heartwarming story of a train derailment I've ever heard. Why did they start hitting with hammers? They should know people on Japan's slowest roller coaster are easily frightened. (laughs) (laughs) There's anything, everything about this just makes me so happy. (laughs) The the last paragraph, though, is the kicker. uh, Read it out for me, please. It should come as no surprise, however. In the mad race for profits, amusement parks rush to create slower and slower rides without stopping to consider the consequences of these increasingly leisurely thrill rides. (laughs) Tis the eternal folly of man, I suppose. So this is what I crave from American local journalism, Mm -hmm. and I do not... Every single time we find a local anything, nothing... Gives me the details I want, much less editorializing in a poetic sense. Yes. I have to tell you, uh, Master Blaster from SoraNews24.com is probably the best local journalist we have. Honestly, yeah. I mean, every time we read a local American news story, they leave out so much. They don't ask the right questions. They clearly haven't talked to anyone. They just, they saw a blurb or a headline and basically turned it into 600 words. Um, And it's like, 
you know, no, go ahead. I, I feel like we're just, it's lazy, you know, it's, it's lazy. It's like, lazy. Like, just typical Americans, just not wanting to, Michael, would you care to guess what Master Blaster's most recent article is on SoraNews24.com? <laughs> I don't think I can in a million years. Jilted Chinese woman sends 1,000 kilograms of onions to ex-boyfriend's doorstep. Revenge is a is a dish best served with a side of onions. What? Uh, as a as a goof? Um, because that's a lot of onions. It's I mean it's a metric ton. That's of a onions. metric ton of onions. That's a lot. How much does a metric ton of Michael, here's a fun twist that I just discovered a cool thing about Chinese culture that I did not know, and I'm so happy I just did. Um, anyway, um, this classic tale of boy meets a girl, boy dumps girl, girl orders truckload of vegetables played out once again in Shandong province, China. So apparently, Michael, our the greatest data, journalist, Master our great, I love Master Blaster so much. This guy this is my favorite. So apparently, the date of uh, May 20th has become a hip new version of Valentine's Day in China. Because um, apparently the numbers 520 sound very similar to I love you in Mandarin. I don't care enough to verify that and also would butcher it, so I'm not even going to try. But um, apparently on that day, after being just dismissively dumped by her boyfriend, uh, Miss Zhao uh, in China decided to send her ex-boyfriend a metric ton of onions. So she said she left a note with it with the full pallet load of onions that I cried for three days. Now it's your turn. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. But that I mean, like, that's not an expensive. I mean, that's not an inexpensive goof. That's not. But I mean, Michael. Actually, I have nothing for that. No, it's not an expensive youth, but if you want to fuck with an ex, sometimes there's no there's no end to how far you'll go. <laughs> Her, oh, man. One tenant in the building told, told Shandong Net, I don't know if he's crying, but I definitely am. This whole building reeks. <laughs> the full <laughs> delivery is said to have taken one person about four hours to complete. Bring a second guy, buds. Wow. And apparently it was no skin off Miss Zhao's back either, as she explained to the media, quote unquote, I got money. Damn. She's a okay. boss. Independent woman don't need no man or onions. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Oh, it's been good. It's a good one. It's a this was a fun one. It was a nice little you know what? We talked we did stories. We're back we did in stories. We're back in business, as they like to say. Um everyone, if you like this episode. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find more information about this show and our sister show at a website that exists at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, we've had an offer from our good friend, Matty Ice, to be our ombudsman and blog for us, which correcting the dumb shit we say on this show seems like a thankless task. But Yep, because we say think, a lot of it. Yeah, almost constantly. Good but I think luck, he's bored, buddy. So, you know, he just graduated school, so... <laughs> He's probably got free time. Free time. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There might be stuff up there. I just have to give them the login details if I can remember them. And then, yeah, blogs. I'm kind of um, excited to see what he's going to write about. You know what? Knowing Matt will be some pretty cool physics stuff that I'm interested to learn about. Or economics. Guy's I'm got a lot of interests that I don't that understand, but I like hearing about. So 
I have I have floated the possibility of doing just like a physics, like watching a physics or science documentary and then talking about it with Matty Ice on mm-hmm. a podcast that would be for exactly four people, I bet. But that's cool. I talked about doing. Something. Oh, no, you'd be involved. Oh, OK, well, good, because because um, I was I was going to talk about my fan fiction of the Bioshock universe. Ooh. Podcast. Um, but yeah, no big You're deal. doing a fan fiction of the Bi- Bioshock I just made that huh? up. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to hear about this. I only it all know, begins I only with know a, one little, thing about a little old gal or man, I honestly don't know, named Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> but underwater Ayn, now. Ayn Rand uh, famously wrote Animal Farm. <laughs> back in 1984 anyway we do that this show and another show called longest days of our lives in which michael and i are goog buddy curtis are watching did i say goog buddy curtis goog buddy our goog buddy curtis are watching every single episode of hit show 24 we've seen before he never has we're breaking it down minute by minute we it's been a minute since we've done that but yeah. we're gonna try to do it again because we're all into it um, we're in the middle of season three or almost in the middle of season three. It's pretty good, although not timely at all. No, um, but yeah, uh, check that, check out that website. If you want to know more, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by searching for us on your podcast app of choice, uh, searching for trends in low places or longest days of our lives and smashing that subscribe button. And you know what? If you're feeling frisky, uh, you can give us a five-star review and a nice, uh, or a five-star rating and a nice review. That would be great. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at TILPcast. Um, I've decided I'm going to start shooting out a tweet earlier in the day before we record to let people know that we're recording that day to see if we get any more, get any stories. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, you can always send us stories at, at TILPcast You know what I like about that Anytime. plan, Michael? Yeah. Is that people, when people send us stuff and we ignore it, we can piss pe- more people off by what we say on the show. Like that, that, int- that is nice to me. Just give more, give people more ways to be disappointed in our show. Yeah. I think is my goal is to give it, I want it, the most different ways to be disappointed. It's, it's a nice, I think, kind of perk that just like, we can just really amp people up even more than they already are for our, for our Good Friday content. And oh, just, hell yeah. And then let them down in more ways than one, more than we normally do. I, I like this new opportunity to really disappoint. And also, if we have if we have a bad show where the stories don't quite flow the right way, we can just blame everyone else. Which is honestly what I've been looking for. Yeah. Honestly. Just some way to just push off the blame onto literally anyone else other than myself. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. I think that's it. I think that's it, dude. Goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, that's also the there's yeah. there's a place there. Hit hit, the, hit that up real quick. Michael, I got a real quick shower thought, then we can close it out. All right. Do cows get jealous when cowboys ride horses? <laughs> that, sorry, that reminded me of a <laughs> this farm. This farm tweeted out that they were they said, we've gotten several calls to our farm saying that one of our cows died and the horses were eating him. You can be rest assured that cows and horses do sleep laying down sometimes. And for one, 
that was just a cow or a, ho- a horse that kind of looked like a cow. And they were just eating the hay around it because he decided to sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much alive. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Can you imagine you're driving past this farm? You see this thing that looks like a cow just laying on the ground and then hor- like horses surrounding it just like biting at it. No, I can't. That sounds terrifying. terrifying. Although I will say too, I uh, there's a farm uh, along I-75 in Florida between Ocala and Gainesville that has zebras. Really? There are three zebras. And one time I was just driving up to to Gainesville, uh, between you know from Orlando, and uh, saw a zebra on the side of the road and almost crashed my car. <laughs> like in a zoo? Nope. Just a guy who has zebras. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Little Places. It's been lovely talking with you and vomiting up our own spines. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. <laughs> Toodle. <laughs> <laughs> Gross.